Station. Raging Review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alert! Alert! Ready! Who's your team ready? Who's your team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Can you win? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raisin Review Podcast. Post game. It was an ugly one tonight. We'll work our way through it. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not pissed off right now. Uh, I know my boys here are. Uh, we're going to do our best to do what we just watched justice. We're going to try to be fair. We're going to give opinions. We're going to give all kinds of different thoughts. So it might be a little bit clunky, but man, that was difficult to watch. I, <laughs> hard to know where to start, Nick. I guess we can start with how it felt in the stadium early on. Seems like a, a good enough spot, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, we had the crowd. We had the um, we had everything behind us. We're ready to go. First of all, Rice Stadium is, I mean, it's not, it's not a beautiful stadium. It's not a nice stadium, but it's a historic stadium. You feel it when you walk in. You have, you have uh, drawings of JFK, and you have, I mean, it's really cool. I will say now it's not been updated in 50 years, neither has Cajun field, but it feels, feels nostalgic. So I'll, I'll give that to them. Look, no excuse from, from the fan standpoint, we showed out. I mean, we showed out, we were there, we, we were behind the team and uh, for lack of a better term, we poo pooed the bed. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about the crowd. I mean, we outnumbered rice, I mean, if it wasn't even, it was close. I mean, we either were even with them or outnumbered them. I don't know if they even have a student section. I'm still looking for it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, best thing about tonight was the people showing out to support the Cajuns, 100%. Unfortunately, they were treated rather rudely. Uh, Really? And, look, we've never done one of these. We've never done one of these post-game shows where the truth is very difficult to tiptoe around. Uh, and, and we'll get there. I, I know we will. Jerry, your uh, your thoughts on the game, your impressions on what this means. I'll give you the truth. We were outclassed. We were outcoached. We were outschemed. And we were undisciplined. That's pretty much my analysis. Uh, thought we, it seemed like we kind of walked in with a little bit of swag without actually backing it up. You know, I don't know if the players are reading press clippings. I don't know if they think because of what they did in the second half last week that they could just walk in and win this game. You know, you're playing a team in Rice that you you haven't played in over 30 years, so you really don't know much about them. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Rice came to play. We didn't. We just look like a totally different team that I haven't seen in a very long time. And I'm not saying that is a good thing. 
So, look, take the loss tonight. Tonight's a night where 24-hour rule, you vent, show your frustrations. Uh, but tomorrow you get back to the drawing board and you get ready for ULM. Conference play starts next Saturday. But, no, just tonight was not – I mean, I know obviously it wasn't our night, but just – Everything that could go wrong just went wrong, and, and it looked like we just we just didn't want to be there. But Jerry, I hear you about the twenty four hour rule, but I feel like it's a forty eight hour rule or a, a one week rule because we just did this against against Eastern Michigan, a directional Michigan. Oh, we played last week. We did it for three nine of twelve quarters. We have not looked like a good football team. Thank you. That's so, the truth of the matter. So the trend. And, and again, I'm a big picture guy. The trend is not trending the way that we thought we would be. And and look, you, me, Jerry, anybody out there who knows football knew we would take a step back. Losing to the projected 10th place Conference USA team is is more than a step back. And and not only do not only losing to them, we're not talking about losing to them by three points or by a fluke play. We're talking about, like Jerry said, outclass, outplayed, outcoached. That's scary because we got to go play teams that have done something this season. And I get that Marshall lost a bad game this week. We'll talk about how awful of a week our entire conference had this week. But we're talking about a Marshall team that went on the road and upset Notre Dame. We got to go on the road and play them. I ain't looking forward to that anymore. In fact, I'm not even looking forward to playing ULM next week. Do you know how embarrassing that'll be? 10th place projected Conference USA team we got completely dominated by. That is not a good look. We're going to get to talk about some real football tonight. So that's that's one silver lining. But here's the thing. Uh, let's talk about the opponent. Here's Take away two of the, the interceptions. Maybe take away all three. We're totally dominated. We're dominated by Rice. Say it out loud. We're dominated by Rice, a Kusa team that won't win six games. I'm just telling you the optics don't look good. And if we're really getting into it, look, I'll give Rice a little bit of credit. I thought that their offensive game plan was legit. You could see them multiple times running go routes. They would clear out the field, roll out to one side, and they hit people in the flat. They hit the tight end multiple times, hit the running back multiple times. I thought the offensive game plan was very good from Rice. But I also thought that why the hell were we playing zone? We're not a zone football team. We The strength of the backbone of this football team is the secondary. And, and the way they became the backbone of the team is by playing press man and playing aggressive and getting up in people's faces. They were confused back there all night long. Every time a big pass play would happen, which seemed like every third play, the, sec- the safeties were looking at each other. They looked confused. Our defensive backs were pay- playing 10 yards off the, off the uh, receiver. on uh, Multiple times you had a third and four, third and six. And we're playing 10-yard cushion off the... I thought we were done with that. We've got the athletes to play press man. I thought we were done with that. Why did we play that? Why were we playing six DBs and we had freaking wide open receivers over the middle of the field all night damn long? How does that happen? And let me throw this out to you, Josh. Early in the game, when I thought it was was a point, I, I don't know if it was their second touchdown or at what point it was in the game that I felt it was crucial that we made a stop. It was third and long, and I saw our cornerback creep up and play man coverage right at the line of scrimmage, and at the last second, okay, they needed eight yards. Instead of being right at the line of scrimmage, he backed off of the wide receiver 15 yards. Guess what happens? They throw it right at the first down marker because our guy was downfield. 
curl route and he's standing on a first down marker. I know exactly what you're talking about. So why? Why? Why are you not playing man to man right at the line of scrimmage? They crowded the line of scrimmage all night long and beat us. Why are we backing up 15 yards when they need eight? I don't I, get it. I don't because we've made a living on playing aggressive, especially on the outside. Because we have the athletes to do it, we've made a living beating teams like that and putting pressure on their wide receivers. I thought the defensive plan was terrible. We talked about this against Eastern Michigan. Why were we playing soft zone? They were eating our ass in the first in the in the first half, and they they made a change after the uh, the lightning delay, and it was much better, and we played better. And the offense playing well helped a lot. Which again, that's another thing we can talk about. The offensive game plan. It was terrible. I mean, what else can you say? Why are we throwing, uh, you know, five-yard route, out route to a wide receiver, incomplete, jump ball, jump ball? Like Jerry said, who went, who went and got the HUD coaching staff? Because that's what it looked like. We didn't even try to run the football. Kabote looked good in the first half. What the hell happened? Kabote runs. Kabote is, is our offense for the second drive that we have sustained, and we get third and one. And what do we do for two plays in a row? Third and one, we throw incomplete. Fourth and one, we throw incomplete. I, I don't understand. You know, unless he's hurt. Uh, unless he was hurt and we didn't know about it. And, and you know, that could be. But I, I, I just – there's so many questions. I have so many questions. I'm going to try to keep it on the rails okay. here. But but the opponent was not worthy of, of that game plan. I, I, I just – I'm so baffled at what I just looked at. You know, you talk about that third and one, that fourth and one. Okay, so let's say Kabote might have been hurt, which, by the way, he got carted off the field before the end of the game just to add fuel to the fire here. But um, Well, that makes sense. It's a shame, but uh, another comment I wanted to make about the third and one and fourth and one plays is you have three other running backs. Draylon Washington, look at what he did last week to end the game against Eastern Michigan. You've got Chris Smith. You've got Terrence Williams. I mean, you've got other guys to get one. Uh, you need one yard. I mean, I, you know, and look, I, look, I know – the opinions of Des right now are not too hot, and we'll talk about that. But sometimes I, we always talk about how coaches try to outcoach themselves. Right there, man. I, look, I have to disagree with Des on those play calls. Third and one, fourth and one. What are you doing? Well, throwing is, the ball? Is Des calling the plays? Is that for row. sure? Yeah, he's, he's calling the plays. Yes, Des calls well, look, the plays. I love yeah. Mike more than anybody, but that was dog shit. What we saw tonight, that was horrible. What? Why did you go away from the tight ends and the running backs? It was working. We have 170 yards of total offense. How many incomplete passes did we throw tonight, Jerry? Do you have uh, the Do you have the numbers I, right in front I of you? I have to pull them up, man. I don't have them. I'll pull them up. I'm actually looking for them right now. Um, and look, if if Chandler is uh, is hurt or something, okay, it changes the opinion. But who was that kid on the field tonight? That wasn't the accurate Chandler that we know. And I'm not saying we we're used to Chandler going out and just lighting it up. He's been good. He's been fine. Tonight he was he looked lost. And I didn't feel like the so, defensive scheme was such a, you know, it was so deceptive. Yeah, I mean, look at their stats. So, so Ben Woolridge, I mean, he went, he went six for 14, 76 yards. Most of those completions being in that touchdown drive, by the way. Exactly, the one um, drive. And then you've got Chandler Field, seven for 14 for 38 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, but the issue and, with Chandler was that the misses were so bad. They were awful, man. I mean, you're missing guys by two and three yards and in the dirt. That that's concerning. And look, and and the one thing that um, Levi did, and I know he was he was frustrating for some of us because we wanted him to go downfield more, and we didn't want him to hold the ball or throw it away. But he was rarely sacked. He would throw the ball away if he was under pressure. He knew he wasn't going to make a play. He threw it away. 
Yeah. Chandler is forcing the ball in triple coverage. You know, and, and I, again, I don't know if this is the case, but when you have two quarterbacks playing, do does one of the quarterbacks feel like he's having to make plays to keep his job? It's a question that's fair. And I don't know if that's the deal. I'm just asking the question because it's a fair question to freaking ask. Well, regardless, special teams was bad. Offense was really bad. And honestly, I didn't think that the, the offensive line was any worse than it was last week. Thought it was pretty similar. Rice was aggressive. They they did not respect the passing game whatsoever. And did we even consider throwing a screen pass? Did we even consider doing a jet sweep, a bubble screen? We didn't even think about it. We didn't even attempt. Why? Who doesn't in who watches football and doesn't know that a screen pass neutralizes an aggressive pass rush? Everybody knows that. That's the some basic only, stuff. The only passes we seem to complete. We're in double coverage, and Jefferson just happened to make a Jefferson play. That was it. Jefferson was our only guy. Johnson made one good play, but literally we just looked at, okay, we have nothing else. We're going to just go Jefferson's way. Hope he makes a pass, makes a catch. That's all we did all game, and And then here we are. And, and, you know, I didn't – obviously I want to throw the tight end on every play, but what, Pierce had a a reception. I think Johnny had one or two. Did Neil even have a a target? Neil Pierce and Johnny each had one reception. Okay. All of them. So it's three receptions total. Let's take this into, into just big picture view. Yeah. We had less total offense than McNeese and, and obviously USC blew him out the water, but we had less offensive yards than McNeese last week. We only had two receivers touch the ball tonight. Uh, You had Michael Jefferson. Five receptions, and you had five receptions for fifty-three yards. You had L. Rogers Jr. one reception for two yards. I mean, you you have you have humongous mismatches with Jefferson and Stevens on the outside. Why the hell are they putting Errol Rogers outside? Why are he we needs doing to be a that? Slot. He needs to be a slot. He's a slot receiver. He's six foot, uh, maybe five eleven. Why the hell? Where is Peter LeBlanc in possession? Why on third and six and third and seven do we not see drag routes with Peter or, or hooks or something? Where th- the hell is your possession receiver? I think what's more more disappointing for me is in the preseason, my number one uh, part of the roster was ranked was was wide receivers, and I mean, two receivers touching the ball tonight, uh, you know, and I, you could say that's quarterback play, but. I mean, look, in order to be targeted, you have to create separation. I don't know if our receivers even created separation. You, you know, you weren't playing Texas tonight. You were playing Rice. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder where they – I mean, I, I know they had a great game last weekend, but outside of the second half of last weekend, they've been a little underwhelming to me. Uh, you know, Even against you, Southeastern, they, they weren't they, – they didn't stand out. I, no, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, no. man. You know, we, we kind of we're looking at it with jaded glasses and, you know, we expect to win and we think the kids expect to win. Look, bottom line is we talked about it in the preview. Our linebackers are very bad in pass coverage. And it, it showed again. I know Osai won the, the Sunbelt Conference defensive player because he had nine tackles. That's fine. He got torched in pass coverage. Happened again tonight. Quibido got torched in pass coverage. He had 10 tackles. Just because a guy gets a lot of tackles doesn't necessarily mean he played a great game defensively. Why did we have six DBs on the field the majority of the of the, the game and Rice did what they wanted in the passing game? Rushing three in the red zone. What the hell kind of defensive game plan is that? This is not the damn Southland. Why are you rushing three and dropping six and people are wide ass open? That cannot happen with the athletes that we have. That's a coaching thing. Let me get some perspective on this, okay? We had... Total offense, 175 yards against Rice tonight, okay? 
McNeese had 263. You know what McNeese did today? They got their ass kicked by Alcorn State. I, I just how about that for perspective? Look, I'm I'm gonna take some calls because we have a whole bunch of people wanting to speak, but I'm most I'm mostly baffled by how the defensive secondary has been transformed into this toilet tissue soft unit. These are a bunch of dogs. These this is the backbone of our team. Why the hell are you putting them in a zone coverage? That, Rice does want to beat you over the top. I understand all that. You're probably trying to limit big plays. Totally understand that. But it was not working. Go back to what works. Put some pressure on the quarterback. But again, Josh, you have a a, a quarterback against a wide receiver that needs eight yards. You line up man 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 to man at the line of scrimmage, and then you back off twenty yards. What do you think's going to happen? They went right to that guy. And guess what? Got the first down, and guess what that led to? On a third and eight, led to a touchdown. We looked sloppy in all phases, on the sideline and on the field. Something wasn't right tonight. Sylvester, you were the first to request. Please go, sir. Yeah, how are y'all doing? What's up, Dick, man? I'm sorry, Nick. I let you down tonight. You did, man. You let me down. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I mean, I – I wasn't impressed with the offense at all, but with the defense, we have three down linemen. We're not attacking the quarterback. We're not getting after the quarterback. We have Podesco, he's five six, and I mean Alasco, he makes plays. He's a he's a go getter, but hold on. Don't time out. Time out, flag on the play. <laughs> Cam Podesco is the meanest, biggest dog. I know he's five eight. I know he's, he's pretty. He, he literally is the attitude on defense. Him and there's a couple other guys. He has got to be on the field. He made some of the biggest defensive plays during the during the game. So, you know, I, I just – look, I'm going to stick up for Cam. That's my guy. <laughs> no, I me as well. I, I like Cam Desco. But don't you think we should have got after the quarterback a little bit more? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. When you're – listen, I understand if you want to you kind of keep everything in front of you and play a zone and play a dime package. I understand that. No, between the 20s. When you're in the goddamn red zone, you cannot play a zone. You gotta press, you gotta press coverage and get after the quarterback. That's the whole point of, of that's why defense changes when you get closer to the damn red zone. There's less, there, there's less room for or more room for error. You can cover more uh, of the field with less amount of people or you know, less amount of dedicated people. What happened when we put pressure on the guy? He threw interceptions. Thank you. Thank and then we you. just said, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. You. We're good. Uh, and we are too athletic. We're too good. We out. We are way more athletic than Rice. We are flying around the football, but we're rushing three on, on third down. It's ridiculous. It's mind-boggling to me. And what was even worse is when we would get pressure with three, we wouldn't complete the play. He would sneak out. And then we'd, you know, I, I don't know. I how do you, we? How many tackles did we miss tonight? Seven hundred and thirteen. Oh, Yo, you know that was bad. To, to your point, uh, Sylvester. Last year, I just I'm, I'm I'm thinking of 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 the good of the good old days, as I call it now. Uh, Liberty last year, Malik Malik Willis, right? Uh, he he's he's the new prodigy in the NFL, apparently at at uh in Tennessee. But look, <laughs> let's be honest. Look at what we did to him last year. We didn't put three down linemen against him. We, we, we blitzed the house and, you know, made him look like uh, a not so great NFL prodigy. And we put pressure on him. And I look back at some of what we did against um, Chase, um, drawing a blank right now, Chase Bryce at app, put pressure on him, you know, didn't give him time to throw. 
I don't know what the difference was tonight. I don't know why we didn't put pressure on this quarterback. I mean, TJ McMahon was okay, but I mean, we made him look like an all-conference All-American. Well, I'll say in the second half, he looked more poised and more relaxed and calm. In the first half, he had no idea what was going on. But if you notice when we but, put but pressure on what happened on him, in the second half, Jerry? What did we do? We played off of the receivers. He had all but, day to make a freaking decision and throw the football. But notice some of those plays, if you look back at some of those plays we put pressure on him, he was rolling out. And look, he made some decent throws, but for the most part, he either took a sack or he, or he made a bad throw. It's third and 18. I understand. I totally get you want to play zone coverage. But again, that's not who we are. That's not our identity. We put pressure on people. We didn't do that tonight. No, we look lost. Players. But but Great here's respect. Jerry. Is it is it our identity? It was our identity last year and the year before. Is that who we are now? Are we a zone coverage team that puts no pressure and just lets you slash us the entire game? Because we did it last week. We happened to make a comeback, but they called our bluff this week. And guess what yeah. happened? Better we coaching. Expo- we got exposed. Well, they punked us. Exposed. And, and they, we got exposed. Every team we play from this point forward is going to, one, be better, and two, see the tape on what they did tonight. We're in trouble, bro. Oh, yeah. And look, Nick Deal's making a good point. The defense was on the field for 40 freaking minutes. Of course. Of course they were gassed at the end. And look, when I said that they made us tap out, uh, I, did, I didn't mean that the, the defense just quit playing and quit trying. That's not what I meant. I meant that they actually gassed us to a point where we couldn't make plays. We couldn't make the tackles. Uh, however you look at it, it's not good. Seth, you're up next. Go ahead and take it. You know, watching the game, I was actually at the uh, North Me and Abigail game last night and uh, really can't tell much difference between our game plan and the game plan I saw tonight. So, you know, what was that fourth down call in the first half? I mean, you walk in, you get a first down, we decide to, to throw. I mean, it just – it's perplexing. Like I said, it's uh, very, very discouraging against a um, bottom feeder. Let's talk about the fact that Chandler could have run either third or fourth down and picked up 10 yards. Yes. And he didn't. He decides to throw it for incomplete passes both times. Exactly. Situational awareness yeah. there to run that the That was the game. That exactly. was the game. I mean – uh, you know, it, it was early, but still, you know, you you have an easy first down to convert for a touchdown or a field goal. It changes the whole d- dynamic of the game, and you 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 run that play. I mean, come on, this it 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 concerns me greatly with the play calling and just the situation awareness and the just the discipline in the whole team. It, it looks like an uh, amalgamation of Hudspeth and Bustle Ball together. So, I, I mean, everybody is screaming 10 wins. I mean, if we get 6-6, six and six, I'll be happy at this point. But, you know, it's a long season. But, like I said, if we win six games, I'll be shocked. Well, honestly, after watching that, I don't I don't blame people for thinking that. Uh, it is a game. It was the first road game. There's a lot of things that you can learn as a young team on the road for the first time. I get all those things. Uh, but the discipline thing, that's that's easy. The discipline thing is easy. That That is concerning to me. I, the mentality of the team that I'm used to, I, I didn't see it. That is also concerning. We got a quarterback problem. That's concerning. You know, and you can say maybe it was a tough night for Chandler. You know, Ben, ben, ben made some throws, uh, but 
Is Ben the answer? Is Ben Wilder? I don't know. Ben had one. Ben had one completion on the night. Well, in that on that touchdown drive, I think he completed a couple passes, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He completed. Oh, like, wow. I think he altogether yeah. he uh he yeah. went the one drive that we had tonight. He went six for fourteen tonight for seventy six yards. yards. But really, he was six for fourteen. Chandler was seven for fourteen. I mean, nothing ground. Yeah. Well, I, I, what scares me, and I'm I'm hoping since it's earlier in the season, we can you know, have time to make up for it. But I look back at 2015 after Terrence Broadway left and we went through that quarterback carousel. You know, you start out with Brooks Hack, then you go to Jalen Nixon, then you give Jordan Davis a shot, and then you go back to Jalen Nixon, then you go back to Brooks Hack. And our team finished four and eight that year because we had no offensive identity. Look, I didn't see an offensive identity tonight. I I didn't see one. I don't know if it was lack of play calling. I don't know if it was because we, our offensive line, really didn't show up at all to create a run game, but I do not see an offensive identity with this, with this offense. And that's the concerning thing for me, especially when you have bad quarterback play, because you can't create an identity with, with inconsistent uh, play at quarterback. So I, you know, are we going to go with that sort of spread run, run spread offense that we ran with, with um, Levi last year with Chandler, or are we going to go more run and gun with, with Ben? I I mean, let me, let me add to this. Where does it get easier? Where where does the schedule lack? We played our easy games already. Oh no, Rice it doesn't. Be, it, it gets it's hard and hard. Easy game. Like I said, you have ULM. I mean, they picked off Chase Bryce, a Heisman probably winner, double double Heisman winner twice. I mean, <laughs> you got to get your shit together, or you're gonna lose to ULM. But after that, South Al. Went into UCLA and should have won. Should have won. Then you have Marshall, who, you know, I know they lost to Bowling Green tonight, but still has talent. Ali's back. They had the other good running back. I, I just. Troy, just like South Al, a bad coaching decision, should have won the game. Yeah, they had that game won. Exactly. They, they had the game won. You take the safety, a.k.a. Billy Napier Jr., you don't take the safety, you win that game. Yeah, that's what's scary. We got we got the toughest like, schedule ahead of way ahead of us. Like I said, this the first four games are supposed to be a gimme. It's supposed to be a layup, but you know we 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 made them look like we're freaking playing against the uh, you know the ninety three uh, ninety three uh, Bulls. I mean it, it, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know. Like I said. I, I loop back. I watched Abbeville and Norfolk Man last night. It looked like that game plan, high school. <laughs> it did. So, it did I, have a level of disarray and kind of just all over the place. And I w- I'm just I'm going to keep going back to this. We have so much leadership in the back end of that defense, and they were all looking at each other like they were confused and lost. It, just and that 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 is way more alarming to me than anything else. The the undisciplined play of the defense is more concerning than anything else that I have. The unnecessary penalties, the just lack of situational awareness, the lack of positional awareness concerns me more than anything else. I'll say and this. I'll say this on that point, and, and you're right about that. There are two plays in that third quarter, early fourth quarter, that that for me changed the rest of the game. So there are some plays earlier, like you mentioned, that that really helped shape the complexion of the game. But the Johnny Lumpkin no-hold hold was complete crap, 
and yep. it changed. We, we, I think we score. All, first of all, first of all, let me go back to the Ben Woolridge. But Ben Woolridge misses Chris Smith on a leak out flat route. Who's he scores? He scores on the third down play. If you if you remember what I'm talking about, he he throws it on his. I think it was his left hip or his right hip. If he he if he leads him, he scores. That's terrible. Johnny Lumpkin gets called for a hold that never happened, and then we missed the field goal. How do we continue to not find field goal kickers? That that also changed what we were going to do and the options that we had going going forward after that game. So those were two crucial plays, late third, early fourth. To your point. But by the way, we also said Almendaris, we got somebody better. Well, I don't know if Kenny's all the way healthy. That's the thing. Oh, okay. That I get. That I get. But still. Like, we still can't figure it out. Think of the kicker. No, I mean, look, kick the football. Still, you got to make that. What was that? A, what was a 39-yard field goal? All right, Austin, it's yours when you're ready, man. Hey, sorry, I just got in here. Uh, no, I mean, small sample size, obviously, but I was sitting there watching the Southeastern game at halftime, and Kenny was out there warming up, and he didn't miss a single kick. So I don't know what he's like health-wise. I don't know what he looks like in practice. I just know he can still make them. As far as everything else, I mean, I, I totally agree with the zone defense. I felt like I was watching the Texas game that we played last year where guys were just consistently open in the middle of the field and just getting gashed, specifically on third down, whenever we needed to stop, just playing soft defense. Yes. As far as quarterbacks go, I mean, I, I understand. I know it's unconventional where Des is coming from. You know, really close QB battle. He feels like both, both guys deserve a shot to play, but – I mean, at this point, I don't really care who it is. I think we'd be better off just picking one guy and going for it because I feel like the further we get into this, the more issues that that's going to cause, you know, possibly dividing the team. I know all of us are already, you know, starting to pick one side or the other just depending on these games. And uh, like Jerry said, I I don't want to be on the quarterback carousel again. I think we need to pick one guy and ride that out. Um, no, I agree with you, but let me pose this to the group. Anybody can chime in on this. Why do you play a second quarterback if you know that you know that you know you've got a starter? So I know I know what the theory behind it is, but if you really stop and think about it, if you have, uh, just for the hell of it, you say Levi's here. If you have Levi who's locked in, and even though he's a first-year starter, I mean, if, if, it, comes, if it becomes pretty clear, why are you still scripting plays for Ben? See, to me, it always told me that something was not settled at the quarterback position if he continued to go in the, com- the press conferences and say, Ben will play, Ben will play, Ben will play. I think now that we have three games of this and we've been able to watch it, I think we all understand why Ben is getting playing time because there's something unresolved there. And look, I'm not changing my opinion. I still think Chandler's the starting quarterback. I still like what he brings to the table. Ben made some big throws tonight. He did. But... There's obviously something going on that the coaches are not sold on. So that in and of itself is concerning. We should be concerned with that. So I think, I think Josh, I think you have a quarterback that is a good leader and you have a quarterback that is a better executioner. And therein lies the problem. You got a guy that leads a team and is the guy as far as a leader on the team and you have a guy who executes better you know, X's and O's. And that's just my opinion. I don't know if that's the case, but look around to any top 25 team in the country right now. They ain't got two quarterbacks. 
They're playing one, and they're sticking with them. Yeah. And, and problem. I'll give it back to, to Austin, but I'll say this. I think when Chandler looks good, he looks really good. He looks the part. He's accurate. The ball comes out. He makes a quick decision. When he's on, he looks the part. But when he's not, man, it's tough. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's learning the position as the starter. Maybe it's FBS reps and the game is very fast. I don't know what the answer is. I'm just telling you as a fan, when he looks good, the ball's out, the ball's there, it's a quick decision, boom, it's done. When it's not, he's missing guys by a lot. Maybe it's miscommunication on routes. Maybe people are just not comfortable playing together yet. Again, we're still a young team. It's still a young season. I'm not going to make cliches. I'm not playing cliche bingo tonight. All right? I'm just saying it's part of the equation. The reason why you get Ben in there is because he looks the part. Also, he's big. He's strong. Like you said, Nick, he can kind of see the field because he's a bigger guy. He does have a good arm. He can put the ball where it needs to be at times, but he's inconsistent. So to me, you have two guys that have really good parts of them. And if you could put them together and make a quarterback, man, that would be a hell of a starting quarterback. But on their own, maybe you can make it work. I just don't know how the dynamics work out with if somebody, like again, if Chandler feels the pressure to try to make plays, he doesn't just take the sack. He doesn't just throw the ball out of bounds. He doesn't just take the loss and get up and there's another snap. Maybe he feels like he's got to make plays. I don't know. That's just uh, that's just kind of it's what I see as a fan. Again, just from the couch. Isaac, thanks for joining us again tonight. It's all yours, man. Yeah, carrying on and you know this sort of thing. Do do you think it's a you know the, the personnel decision here? Is this like a Dez in his own head kind of thing where he feels like, oh, I'm playing the whole team deep, right? For these first three games, we're playing pretty much the whole team. You know, three deep at each position. I have to uh, use up all the talent I have at this position as a matter of fairness or something like that i think i think usually what you'll see the first few games is you you try to get guys play time just just in case i mean look as the season goes on you're going to get injuries you're going to get players that are banged up you're going to get players it's a good barometer to see whether or not a player can how long they can last so your first few games you're going to be playing and rotating players in and out Uh, i think from a quarterback from a quarterback standpoint, I, I believe that uh, Mike had said a few times that he said, look, it was a close competition. And he's like, I'm, I believe that if you show yeah. me what you show me at practice and you show me that you're capable of playing, I think you have the right to play. Uh, now, as a fan, I, I you know, I, I get that as, as what to Josh alluded to, but also now you're kind now what we saw tonight, for example, tonight, all right. And I want to make a comment about the quarterback play. Chandler's the starting quarterback played. I mean, it's safe to say he played his worst game as, as a Cajun. Ben goes in and, and leads a, a, an easy touchdown drive. So now we're seeing a conflict of fans going, well, I think Ben's the guy. Chandler's still the starting quarterback. So now, now you, you have, and I don't think they will get distracted about it within the locker room, but now you kind of see as a, as a fan, now you've got now you may have an issue because now both quarterbacks are are playing at the same level. I mean, heck, Ben had more touchdown passes last week against Eastern Michigan than Chandler did. Is that his stats were actually better? So now, now we kind of go in and go, okay, Chandler's a starting quarterback, but now Ben is starting to kind of elevate his gameplay. What do you do at that point, especially after a night like tonight? But that's my problem, Jerry. It's what I said. 
in week one. I don't like the two quarterback thing. You pick a quarterback, you go with it. If halfway through the season, it's a disaster season, you get the guy another chance. But here we are again talking about it. Had he gone with Chandler and Chandler is his grave, that's one thing. But now we're questioning whether he's making the right decision or whether this is a better decision or who's the better quarterback. Chandler had a better week last week. He made more completions this week. I mean, it's again, I hate, I, I cannot, I don't like it. And I was, I was kind of bashed in certain spaces for saying, I don't like the two quarterback thing. It's because you don't have the consistency from, from drive to drive and from week to week and, and leadership. Who are these guys who's leading the team? I mean, I get it. Again, Chandler is the leader. He's the guy who has picked his quarterback because he's the leader of the team. But now you have Woolridge who's coming in and showing that he can do the job as well. And here we are three weeks into it going, we just got beat by Rice. Panic mode. What do we do? Look, look no further than 2015 through 2017. Hud's last three years. We probably went through a quarterback every week. And you know what, you know what it resulted in? Three straight losing seasons. Chaos is what it resulted in. In chaos. I mean, I remember, Josh, we used to talk about that in 2017, where we, you know, I remember, I think it was one game where Jordan Davis played the game of his career at homecoming against New Mexico State. And the very next week, true freshman Levi Lewis is starting. And you're like, well, and then Levi throws an interception. He gets taken out. And then we go put Nunez in. And you're like, wait, what are you doing? And that's, I'm not saying it's that bad here. Because I think both quarterbacks are worthy. To me, they're both worthy of the starting job. But again, we've seen what that does. We've seen how, what that what happens when you continue to rotate quarterbacks in and out. And look, tonight, if you watch the game, Ben looked like Ben went in more possessions than he did the last two weeks. So now I'm wondering, what is there something wrong with Chandler? What are they going to do next week? How are they going to prepare next week? Is Ben going to get more reps next week against ULM? Is it going to be scripted as we were told when the season started? I think we can all agree that there was a point in that game where we we're like, ride Ben. Something ride. was off. Yeah. We felt that way sure. as a fan, and I'm sure a lot of people out there would agree. You kind of felt like, let's just see what Ben can do. But here's my thing, Josh. It's not even about a fan thing. It's about a, a team thing. What are thinking? If they're thinking, oh, Ben's going to hit me right in the hands and we're going downfield, you know, and they have no confidence in Chandler or vice versa. Now, now you're, you're in, in their heads, mm-hmm. like pick some guy, ride him for the season and let's go. But I don't like this. Like, Oh, we'll, we'll do this one, one series, three series, five series. What? Like, come on, man, Let, let's pick a guy. Let's ride him. And if it's good, it's great. If it's not, it's not. And let's reevaluate at the end of the season. But it, for me as a fan, and I'm sure for the guys on the team, this going back and forth, it's confusing and it's aggravating and it makes you question. It makes you question, right? It, tonight we question. It and, creates and, problems for itself. In and of itself, it creates a problem. But hey, look. The word is chaos. Perfect. I, chaos. I, I agree. And look, to, to the point about playing a lot of guys and to, to uh, Isaac's question, I firmly believe, and I agree 100% with Dez and the entire coaching staff, you got to find out who you can trust. You got to play guys and you got to find out what these guys are made of, especially these new younger guys. Who can we rely on when, you know, when push comes to shove? I, I agree 100% on that. Um, but there comes a time where, look, I thought Rice was better than, than Eastern Kentucky. Or I'm sorry, uh, Eastern Michigan. I thought they were better than them. 
I thought their offense was better than them. I, I said it in the pregame. I was I was scared of their – first of all, I thought their wide receivers were going to be a decent matchup. And if they schemed them right, which they did, they would exploit the middle of the field. Lo and behold, it happened. So I was – to say I was surprised by the loss is not is not true. I was surprised by how we lost. But anyway, look, before we take any more calls, I, I just want to say a few things. Number one, if you guys are new to the pod, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Number two. If you have thoughts, please get on. This is what we do. We do this show for you guys. This is all about you. It's fun to talk about the game even when we lose, but we want our fans to be able to be heard. That's the point. Number three, see a lot of players in here. See a lot of brass in here. See a lot of people from around the complex in here. Listen, got to say this off the top. We're not talking negative about the players. We love the players. Thank you for playing for us. Thank you for representing us. Thank you for wearing Raging Cajuns across your chest. Appreciate you very much. All we're doing is talking about the game. I just want to make a disclaimer there so everybody's understanding and we're all on the same page and nobody can say, that guy, man, about town's a real asshole. All right. <laughs> we're just talking about the game. Just well, they, they say that anyway. So I'm Well, gonna... they say it anyway. <laughs> Start a new email. Just, just email it. That's the, the comment box. But anyway, uh, no, it was ugly tonight. It was ugly tonight. Uh, Cajun Tuba. I, I don't know if y'all talked about discipline much lately, but I, obviously there was discipline issues, but I think I'd also none. be upset. There was I, I no think I'd also be upset if if an O lineman from the other team put his finger in my ass. Thank you. I oh, look, dude. I I agree. I was pissed, Equibito, and then my boy Faber posted the actual video of what happened. And again, you got to be smart. You know you're going to get caught if you're the guy responding. But if some dude sticks three fingers up my butt, I'm gonna be punching him. Okay. I don't even care. So. That that I'm okay with. Now kicking a guy on the sideline, whoever got tossed, that that was uncalled for, and that's not Cajuns football. That's not what we're known for. But and yeah. look, that's a young guy, redshirt freshman, kicked somebody for really no reason. I'm not real sure what was going on there, but you could tell that our guys were getting chippy. They were getting frustrated. I would be frustrated too, but you can't kick people. Well, they were getting disrespected first by the play because we we're getting our ass kicked. Second, you got you got your. Uh, Wide receiver, your whatever his name is, doing this on the field. Yeah, you're you're getting your ass kicked, and you're getting disrespected, and you're getting pissed off. I get it. He's that's a learning, that's a learning situation. So sure, um, I, I agree with you. We weren't disciplined, and we did some things that we shouldn't have done. Quibido, I'm not blaming you for that, dude. Like that's a free pass, but we got to be better. And and even on the false starts and the we we had chances to uh, on second and short, and then we're backed up, and then we again go fourth and long and we have to punt it like we got to clean that up man well take take the field goal right that rice kicks a field goal they go up 30 to 21 and eric eric garrer who is i mean he's one of our best players is lined on up the in football the team zone. he's, he's lined one up of in the, the neutral zone gives him a first down they score a touchdown you, when they lined up you could see you could kind of see that they're raring to go and i literally said out loud don't jump offside maybe it's, it's my fault i guess i jinxed it <laughs> I mean, you know, but but what's funny about it is, like, we had 11 penalties for 85 yards tonight. You want to talk about discipline? Whether or not Jordan Quibido uh, hits a player or our, our freshman goes and knees somebody in the sideline, 11 penalties for 85 yards. That's that's on, that's not. There's no discipline there when you do that. And against and, a team that you're more talented than that, and is, it's and it's penalties that are careless. Dumb, it wasn't dumb stuff like offsides and. By the way, that holding call on Johnny Lumpkin on fourth down was horrible. By the way, horrible on our sideline too. That was that was terrible. But just the other penalties were just petty. 
there are penalties where you, you these coaches are going to look at the film and they're going to pull their hair out going what but it's, we didn't teach them that it's two weeks in a row jerry we did it last week and again granted it was an awful crew and they made some terrible calls but we had over 100 yards of penalties last week and here we go again like now we have a trend so that's really concerning in a big picture type of view and what's wild is that we had four penalties against southeastern What's even more wild is that we won the turnover battle by two tonight and got our asses totally kicked. Think of, Again, I know I said it at the top. Think about if we don't get the picks early. Whew. Ugly. Michael's chiming in, give us reason for optimism. <laughs> yeah, you know, we probably should do that. Uh, tell you what, Jerry, you're pretty good at that. Give us some reason for optimism. Well, for one thing, I know this is a brand new team, but you do have leaders on this team that know how to win. Um, you know, in the past, we've look a Billy Napier coach team a year or two ago probably wins this game. But there's a lot of games that didn't that, you know, one or two plays away from us coming back here last year, complaining about why we lost. Right. So this team, look, I think tonight this actually could be a good lesson for them to realize, look, A, you're not as good as you think you are. Two, B, you read too many press clippings. And C, sometimes you need a little bit of humble pie, you know. Um, so I, I, I'm i more optimistic in the fact that I think next week you go to Monroe. It's a conference opener. That is, I'll be honest with you, that Monroe game, there's nothing more um, terrifying no, I, I honestly think this is a this is a great opportunity to to right the wrong next. Jerry, weekend. listen to me. I do. I, 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 we got we got to get this straight no, right now. Writing the wrong against ULM is that where we He's are? Not writing wrong. We should win that game. We should always expect to win that game. Listen to me right now. We got to get uh, this wait, straight. Wait, okay, go ahead because I'm, I'm going to comment on that. If there's ever been a must-win game for this program, it's next Saturday against ULM in Monroe. That, that you cannot lose that game. You can't. You cannot even think about losing that game. You can't even think about coming within three. You can't. It can't be like a three game, a, a three point win. You got. We have been ranting and raving about separation. ULM is not a peer. We don't even need them in the conference. We've been talking so much shit about ULM for, you know, I mean, since Bustle. You, you cannot let ULM kick you when you're down. You think nobody's in the stadium now? <laughs> Don't you dare think about going to Monroe and losing. But that's why you but need I'm, that I'm, opportunity. I'm pissing all over your optimism speech, so sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. But that's why you need that game next week. That's why you need that game. I see, see my dog's trying to kick. Hey, we're Jerry. We tell him be optimistic, and then we piss all over. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's look, on me, Jerry. I, that's me, man. That's it's all that. good. No, no. But here's the thing, though, and this is why I want to respond to that. What other opportunity are you going to have to right the wrong? Because I don't care if it's Monroe. I don't care if it's Acadiana High School. You have to make up for tonight, period. You have to make up for what we just saw an hour ago. So what better opportunity than to go to Monroe, which is a co- it's a conference game. You know, if there's any game where we can go and play well, it's it should be next week. If you can't play well next week, then there's no other opportunity beyond next week with the schedule coming up. I mean, you've got a South Alabama team that, pretty much should have beaten UCLA. You go to Marshall the following week after that. I mean, do you really have any opportunities after that? Not really. Speaking of South Al, you want to talk about all-time dumbass calls. <laughs> Hit the field goal, dude. What are you doing? But, but I mean, no, I, I'm optimistic because I, I – look, I'm optimistic in the fact that I know this team – like, 
this team has seen success. The players have a lot of these players have seen success. The problem, the, the only thing that makes me nervous is that it's even though it's a brand new team, how long is it going to take for them to put it together to figure it out? Is it going to be four or five games down the road, or is it going to be next week? That's why I think that's why I think the, it's a golden opportunity next opportunity next week because you're not playing Marshall, you're not playing Troy, you're not playing App State, you're not playing a Georgia Southern. It's ULM. If we play any of those teams, I'm curled up in the fetal position. I'm not going to Here, lie. Here's my worry, Jerry. We were, for all intents and purposes, outcoached tonight by a coaching staff that has been together for a few years. We're piecing it together right now. We're still trying to figure things out. And we're going to play ULM that has a coaching staff that's been together for a few years. It worries me. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to be more talented. We know we have, I mean, look at Texas A&M. They have all the five stars in the world. They just lost to App State. We can say that we have all the talent in the world and still get out coached and outplayed and out hustled and out manned. And, and that could literally happen next week. And I am scared at this point. <laughs> now, well, Bama might have helped us out because well, they, they, took, they, they had, took ULM out to the guillotine today. And maybe they just, you know how it is when you play Bama, you come back battered and bruised. So maybe Bama in a roundabout way helped us tonight. And I'm not trying to say that ULM is some formidable opponent, but let me tell you something. They've been licking their chops to beat us in the, for a very long time. Well, I mean, they that's just beat, the fact you know, of the matter. And they haven't beaten us at their stadium. They have not beaten us at home since 2004. So yeah, it's been a while. White it's, got his ass kicked by USC 66 to 14. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Again, I thought this was I, an optimism segment. <laughs> I'm optimistic in the fact that that's, they're probably the easiest team on our schedule up until Texas State in the in the season finale. So if there's any opportunity for us to write the to write the ship, it's next week. If you don't look, I'll say this: if you don't write the ship next week, you're in for root. We're going to be in for root awakening. But I'm optimistic that they're going to get it done. Good. Look, we pay this coaching staff a hefty salary. Okay, we pay this coaching staff a lot of money to figure out what we, what went wrong tonight. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's so, a good point, Jerry. It's a good point. I mean, and, and again, <laughs> they're learning on the fly. All right, let me pull up my cliche bingo card. Hold on a second. <laughs> they're learning on the fly. The kids are new. In, new staff. New staff. On, on. Yeah, all that crap. But, but uh, let's look. And look. look let's be hey. realistic, though. Okay? Let's look at – pull up the website right now and look at the coaching and support staff versus what the coaching and support staff looked like last season. And that will answer a lot of questions for you. Well, that 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 sure. coaching staff that's in Gainesville had a scare against USF tonight. So, um, and lost. also that same that same staff that was here in 2018 also lost to Coastal Carolina when Coastal Carolina was five and seven. So, and I think we turned out okay after that. Um, I By digress. Way, if we're gonna go into things that you learned tonight, like you like to do, Josh, what did you learn tonight? I lo- I learned it's not Wool Ridge, it's Wooled Ridge. Yeah, so, um, I will correct myself on that because Chris Mykoski, who used to be, I think, at Fox in Lafayette, um, said that all night. And I was like, this guy's an idiot. He's saying his name wrong. And no, I, was I did the same thing. Wildridge. So uh, there we go. Yeah. Austin, Austin, you want to go ahead and finish your thought? We kind of stepped all over you there. Sorry about that. No, I was going to say I got some optimism for you. Uh, maybe because we lost and South Alabama lost, our homecoming game won't get flexed to 11 a.m. this year. Hey, Four that is kickoff. That's a good back point. To normal. That's yeah, a good back point. to normal. No game day for us. 
<laughs> Honestly, would you want game day to come here right now? <sighs> I mean, look, I'll be the guy to ask the question. Do you we really have- want game day here to set up in front of the maintenance building and have nobody there? I mean, that's come what on. I was going to say. We need to do the poll as where it would be set up. And you said the maintenance building. So, you know how like they pay protesters to be at protests and stuff. Maybe if we paid people to <laughs> come, come on, Jerry, they don't do that. Come on. I yeah, wave signs. Go, hey, you look like a student. Go wave us here. We'll give you some, we'll write some stuff like Go Cajuns or ESPN hashtag and then hold up Take signs news. and pay you. <laughs> hey, where, where would we send the, where would we send them to get uh, merged though? Might have some trouble with that. We'll have to make it for them on site. Just draw on uh, Adele Sham bags. <laughs> Isaac, go ahead, man. Yeah, uh, stemming off of what we had just talked about with the OLM, could could y'all quantify what riding the chip would actually look like first ULM? Like, what do you? What's your expectation? Holy like, crap! What's the ideal? What a question. Um, uh, Nick, I can answer. You want to? Jerry, go ahead no, first. Nick, you go. For, no, Nick, you go ahead. More than 170 yards in offense. I mean, <laughs> Let's start there. Um, honestly, winning the game. Look, I, I know, and I was going to say before you said it, Isaac, I know that we are are pissed off about losing to Rice again, pick 10 in Conference USA. I know we're pissed about that. We still have all of our goals in front of us. I know that sounds cliche, but we really do. So really just having a solid game, winning the game, and not having stupid penalties – for me, would be not a redemption, but a step forward in the season because we have to get so much better. We said it last week against Eastern Michigan. If we want to run the table, not run the table, but if we want to be competitive in the in the Western Division, we got to play a lot better than we did against Eastern Michigan and Southeastern. We obviously didn't do that tonight. If that's a wake-up call, then we'll see it next week. So I think we will learn a lot against ULM and our response to what we did this week. If we come out again, lackadaisical and acting stupid and going a a half without scoring any points offensively, then I think we're going to be in trouble the rest of the season. But if we come out and actually do what we should have done this week, which is punch you in the mouth to start the game and and continue wearing you down, then I think we, we have a game plan. Um, I, I am not optimistic about that. I think we're going to struggle next week and I think we'll pull it out. But I, I, Going back to your original question, if we win the game and we show that we're disciplined and we have a game plan and we're not just kind of on the fly throwing things together to make it happen, then I'll be confident going into the the next few weeks. But if we go in playing like we did tonight and looking like we had no idea what really our game plan was and once it was blown out the water, we just threw things at the wall and saw what stuck, we're going to be in trouble. So I think that's that's my long short answer for that, Mister Abear. I'm gonna go back to my 2021 mode. Maybe that'll kind of add some good juju to our our program after what we saw tonight. Is stick with the basics, stick with the fundamentals. Don't commit stupid penalties. You know, don't 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 commit stupid personal fouls. When it's third and one or fourth and one, use your you got four running backs to choose from. Run the football. Don't settle for two passing plays. If you have a quarterback that's more consistent than the other, let them play more. I mean, it's it's basics, it's basic fundamentals. You know, when you when you pride yourself on defense to putting pressure on the quarterback, don't put three down linemen on third and eighteen. Play more man coverage. 
play more aggressive with your secondary. Our defensive backs, we got two or three guys that have a chance to go to go play in the NFL. Utilize that talent. When you've got a loaded receiving core, target more receivers. Hey, by the way, shout out to to, uh, Lance Legendre. I always screw that up. Uh, But he had a couple of targets and a catch tonight, maybe two two catches. Yeah, he had some nice catches. But stick with the basics. He he looks the the part. The thing about us is when when we've always stuck with the basics of what our strengths were, we always always came out on top. And I just feel like sometimes, I don't know whether or not when Dez calls the plays or whether or not, uh, you know, Coach Morgan on defense is trying, you know, trying to play that, you know, try to ease up on that press coverage. Utilize what you have, man. You've got the talent. We still have a talented team. We still have a a team with a lot of ability. It got exposed tonight because I felt that we kind of veered off and ventured away from things that we're good at. Um, and, and really, it made a difference, you know. Two or three plays made made the difference tonight. You you don't third third and one fourth and one you run the ball you might you might have gotten a touchdown on that drive instead you came with, came out with no points third and eighteen you gave him a touchdown you don't you don't give up that third and eighteen you make him punt that's a fourteen point turnaround the amount so, of times at at first contact where and look Broussard was a good back and there were he a played few, well look I I tip my hat off to him he, and the McCaffrey kid back. he was a tough guy I mean he, I think he had something like ten or eleven receptions. They were tough kids. They had some tough players. But the amount of times where we had first contact and our guy went backwards was was something we don't see. So that that is just it's the little things for me that are concerning that you know things that we had cleaned up for so long to rear their heads in a game against a team that I thought that we were head and shoulders more talented than I kind of got caught up on all the the details and the minutia, man. I, when you hit a guy head up, you drive him backwards. Our technique used to be so solid. Our aggression was obvious. We dared you to try to beat us over the top. We didn't do that tonight. And maybe it has something to do with the offensive struggles. And, and yes, sure, defense was certainly tired. They were on the field the entire day. But it goes back to stick, like I said, and I know it sounds goofy, but just stick with the basics. You st- you stick with what you know. You stick with your fundamentals. You stick with what you have based on your ability. Just what you talked about, Josh, right? Making an open field tackle. Learning how to rap. Basic stuff. It's not rocket science. Well, not right? necessarily learning how to do it. We've always done it. Or just do it. Of, just there's do a ton it. of guys with seniority on this defense, and I'm not killing the defense. So the defense was fine the first on half. The field for 40 minutes. And they were I mean. gassed in the second <laughs> half. It's very obvious what happened. I, I just was still baffled at the game plan. It on, both been, sides. on both sides. It would have been 10 times worse had the defense not showed up tonight. And we said that last week, and we sort of pulled it out of our butts with the offense. But tonight, I mean, really, had had the defense not performed well, we would have really – I mean, this this would have been a lot worse. So – Thankfully, we had some sort of defensive play in the first three quarters. But again, they, like you said, Josh, they were gassed by the end of the third quarter. And then how can you blame the guys? They've been on the field the entire game. Let, let's talk. I, let me go back to what what did I say the 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 time of possession was? It was like 45 it was four, 12. It was insane. It was 40 plus to 17 and some change. Yeah. 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 I mean, how can you blame the the defense on that? Now, look, did they did they make some questionable calls? Like I said, on that third and eight, and you're backing up 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that that's questionable, but that's coaching, though. That's coaching. 
Well, there's because a lot of coaching tonight. That, even, that question. Even in the fourth quarter, the defense actually made some big plays. I mean, they made some fourth down stops, gave the offense opportunities to, you know, to turn it around. But um, no, it's true. I, I think I think they had opportunities, but again, you're on the field for 41 minutes. I mean, what do you expect? That's the second week in a row. We're going back and saying we got a slow start because coaching coaching didn't have us ready to go. Second week in a row. Sure. Like we're starting to trend. What is it going to look like next week? I mean, offensively and, in the first half, we had a little, maybe like 65 yards, I believe it was. ESPN had 66 yards of total yeah. offense in the first half. We didn't get to 100 That's With yards. three turnovers. And we didn't get to 100 total like, yards until plus the fourth three. quarter. Plus yeah. three. We didn't get to 100 total yards of offense until like the fourth quarter. So. Y'all know I love Lamar. I've said it a million times. He's my favorite oh, yeah. hire that we made. No, absolutely. But I'm telling you, I, I would love to, I'd love to sit and say – what were you thinking here? I, I would just like to know what his thought process was when you're playing soft zone in the red zone. I, I, I'm never going to understand that. That blows my mind. I mean, and they weren't even in a spread. There was one time where they come out. We had to call a timeout on this play. Rice was, I don't know if it was a fourth down play or a third down play, uh, but it was short yardage, and they come out in a jumbo, a jumbo set, and they had packed everybody in. We got six DBs on the field. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I text you guys, and I was hollering and screaming about it. Like, how do you not, how, how do you not anticipate that they're subbing? They were able to sub, so you were able to sub. Let's get a, let's get some linebackers in the freaking game. What agreed? This is to me. Look, and I, we don't have the perspective that they have, but to me, coach on the couch, that's some really basic stuff that we haven't screwed up in a long time. And I love Lamar. I don't know. Maybe something's being lost in translation. Then well, we had a substitution penalty. Ah, I don't know. I'm going to say it again. I don't know that we fully – I think we knew what we lost, but I don't think we all – I think we all, like, figured, okay, we'll be fine. We got some good coaches. We got Leger. We got Lamar. We got Dez. Like, we're going to be good. But it's – it's starting to kind of creep itself into the conversation of we, we lost a lot. And I think I'm not sure. I think our optimism is, is was going into the season a lot higher than our reality. And I think we need to maybe, I think next week we'll get a good idea of exactly where we need to reset our expectations for the season. Well, can I say that we, we are justified in a lot of ways because there's still a ton of talent on this team. There's a ton of talent. But and, again, and what do we talk about with the messaging all the time? They sold us on keeping everything in place. And I'm not dumb enough to think that that was actually going to happen. I know you're going to have defections and things are going to change. I'm not an idiot. I've been watching long enough. But you felt like some of the details and the foundation would be the same, right? I mean, I don't think I'm crazy for thinking that was something that we could believe in. There were certain times in that Eastern Michigan game where you thought, all right, all right, here we are. Here we are. We went on that run in the second half, and you thought, hey, you know what? Needed a couple of quarters to get going, and here we are. We're fine. And we exploited mismatches, and quarterbacks made good reads, and we made nice adjustments at halftime, and all the stuff that we're used to seeing happened. Tonight, it didn't. Not close. They dominated us more in the second half than they did in the first half. So, you know, what, what do you – what are you to think as a fan? And we all know what we saw tonight. Look, we won 15 in a row, and people can say we're spoiled and we're, we're entitled. Well, here's the thing. 
That may be true to a certain degree, but we all know what we just watched. What we just watched was a team that was worse than us kick our ass for three and a half hours. That's what we watched. We watched bad coaching. We watched questionable decisions. We watched undisciplined play. Undisciplined play. We watched poor execution. We saw we, it all. So you can call me an entitled fan and you can get mad at me for saying the truth. I'm sorry. That's what we saw tonight. So so let me get this straight. If 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 we don't like what we saw tonight, we're entitled and spoiled. Jerry, you need to be more positive. That's all I know. <laughs> maybe you're just maybe maybe you're just too complacent. Maybe you're just so like I mean maybe you're just too complacent if you're okay with what you saw tonight. I mean you know I'm usually I'm we always joke about me being the optimistic one. Tonight tonight was horrible. That wasn't fun. That wasn't fun to watch. It but wasn't. you know what? At least we're not Louisiana Tech. So let's leave it at that. <laughs> By the way, was funny. A lot of Louisiana Tech trolls crawling out from the rocks they've been That's, hiding under for the last five years. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they're interested in in, uh, in our uh, live stream. So, and by you the way, let me, about that? Jerry, I'm gonna let you go, but let me reset. I, I said this at the go beginning ahead. of the stream, and I'll say it again. Players that are in the space, I see a lot of brass, see a lot of players. We love you guys. We are your biggest fans. Thank you for wearing Louisiana across your chest. We appreciate you. We support you. But sometimes when you have to have a family gathering and talk about real stuff, this is where it takes place. So if you guys are here, this is what we talk about. We, we, we talk about what we see. It's not, it's not criticism. We're just thinking out loud. We and love that- this program as much, if not more, than you guys do. So please don't take our words for criticism uh, or we're like we're jumping ship. Look, none of us think oh. we got to fire Dez or we got to get rid of players. Or, none of us think that. So don't listen to the outside BS. We, we don't think that. We're just having a family talk because we just took a loss that we should not have taken. That's the, that's the truth. Any player in this, in this live stream right now that uh, is listening, if you blindsided the guy who did this on the field tonight, I would have been 100% behind you. So, and we uh, can still do it. I mean, I can get an address. <laughs> yeah, the, the the wide receiver that made one catch the whole night and want to be doing this on the field. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, I want to make a comment about the tech people laughing at the expense of Rice beating us tonight. I want to give you a little, a few fun facts. Okay. <laughs> Over the last three seasons, your record is nine and sixteen. You just fired your coach last year. You're under a new head coach. You're sitting at one and two with your one win against an FCS school. Um, And the same Rice team that you're applauding beat you on their senior day when they had like a seven-game losing streak. So if you're enjoying this, I'm glad you're enjoying this. But, uh, you know, we just had a 15-game win streak that just ended tonight at the expense of Rice. Meanwhile, you again in the last three seasons up until this point have a record of nine and 16. We've also been ranked in the top 25 the last two years. We're the defending Sunbelt champions. We've won our last, what, three or four bowl games. And more people know about us than about you and all the money and all the fame and all of the efforts you put into your football program. You have yet to end the season ranked higher than we have in the last two years. So enjoy your little moral victory tonight as we continue to to rise as a program and you continue to play teams like South uh, Sam Houston State and Jacksonville State as your new conference rival. And we've given them too much pub already. 
Jerry bringing the big ammo tonight, man. Listen, there are two things that I I think if you want to get Jerry fired up, there are two things you can talk about Louisiana Tech or Cajuns basketball. (laughs) You better clear the way. If you mention those two things, forget about it. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? The Saints are going to piss us all off tomorrow, and we'll forget about this game, and we'll be pissed about the Saints, and then <laughs> it'll be like a new week, man. It'll be like a new week. I feel look, look, we're ready. laughing to keep from crying, so look, don't 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 take this jovial nature as not caring. Obviously, we kind of went off for an hour, but you know, and it's it's really interesting because tonight, you know, we played probably the worst game we could have played, and yet towards the end we were still in it. I find that ironic. I don't know. Maybe you guys think differently. I know we didn't play well, but we were still in the game until like the last two minutes. At no point did I feel like after the missed field goal, we were going to win the game. Yeah, I'm with you. That's just me being honest. I had a but, bad- but I did I did mark off my next bingo, cliche bingo. So that's good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, like I said, next week is a brand new week. And there's your cliche bingo right there. Um, Time out. Nick Deal, are you talking about the the regional against Jackson State? I think he's talking about the regional when we lost to Jackson State in the first year. I, I think he's talking about the basketball game last year is what I'm thinking. Oh, oh he's yeah. trying to get Jerry pissed off. That's what's happening. Good job, Nick. Good job. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. I just remember when we played Jackson State in 2014, we were number one in the country, and we lost to them in the first round of the regional. One and nothing, I left. Yeah. I lived in Baton Rouge, and I I actually drove back to Baton Rouge because I was so pissed off <laughs> after that game. I drove back to Baton Rouge, and I'm like, screw this! I'm not announcing another game. <laughs> Tuna, I'm texting him tonight. He's gonna go announce the rest of the regional. I'm done. Um, hey, you know what? Aren't you glad you came back though? I am. I yeah. am. That was one yeah. of the most. Look, it turned out to be one of the most fun weekends of baseball as a Cajuns fan I've ever experienced. But um, you know, look, next week is going to tell us a lot. I'm just going to say that you're not playing a bunch of world beaters in Monroe. Yes, they're coming. They're going to come after us. But talent wise, we should be better than them. Uh, athletically, we should be more athletic than them. Um, you know, they're coming off a drumming against Alabama. Uh, I mean, this should be a golden opportunity for us to write the ship next week. Now, if we don't write the ship next week or we have to win on a last second field goal, yes, I will be concerned. But this team has a chance to redeem themselves next week, and hopefully so. Um, I did want to ask you guys real quick what your thoughts were. You know, we talk about the offensive line and how they've kind of struggled lately, but, like, what do you guys think what would it take to improve that? I've noticed our run game has been non-existent. What what do you guys think? Is it lack of experience? Do you think they just need more experience? Do you think the scheme needs to change? What What is it? I, I, that's one thing that concerns me the most. Uh, so, I know what I think. But I saw, I'll, Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, sorry. I saw us tonight do something I hadn't seen. I mean, I don't know if I've seen it this season for sure, but – there was a lot of movement on the offense. If you saw they'd set and then they'd reset into this weird formation, trying to throw the defense off, which didn't work because they still like we had, they had, we had no answer. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing they're going to try some movement, some weird things on the offensive side to t- to try to throw them off. But I am three games into it honestly concerned about our line because we got dominated um 
I mean, again, they have arguably one of the best defensive tackles we'll see this season, but we we, we got embarrassed by their defensive line. Um, so I don't know, man. Um, y- you can scheme so much, but at in the end, you've got to have the talent up front. And and look, I'm not saying we don't have the talent. I think we need the experience. I think we need guys to figure it out as the season goes on. And to me, the defense, obviously, I expected the defense to be ahead of the offense this part of the season, which they are. But I do expect some progression as we go on through through the next couple of games. But is there a concern? Yes, because I think you can only scheme so much. And I think, um, again, I like I don't know if you said it, Josh or Jerry, but next week's going to be very telling because you have you have ULM coming off of a just a a real a blowout for for all intents and purposes against Alabama. How are they going to respond? Um, even with their size, even with their talent, um, and they saw what we did tonight against you against Rice. So they're going to they're going to have a purpose next week. They're so, looking their chops. Yeah, yeah, they're ready for us. So again, it, it's going to be telling. You can you can I guess my my whole point is you can only scheme so much. Talent is talent, and and in the end, it's it's a learning process. We got a whole season to go. We got you know. How nine games to go. We're gonna get better, but we gotta do that quicker, like sooner than later. I don't think we can wait three or four games for us to progress. I think we gotta do that starting like now. Your point on the defensive line whipping some ass tonight is is very accurate. The other thing is that they had no respect for the passing game, so they were sending people. They were putting pressure on the quarterback, like we should have been doing. And it worked because we can't block anybody. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not a shot at anybody. We just we're struggling as a unit. We have no cohesion as a unit. I'm not talking about individual players. I'm talking about as a unit. We don't pass block well. Maybe it's a work in progress, and that's fine. But Rice beat us up front because they didn't have to respect the passing game. That's part of it. But as far as the running game, I think the running game is non-existent because we're trying to shove square pieces and round holes. Chris Smith is not an every-down back. We talked about this, and multiple times tonight they used them the way that I talked about, and you and I, Nick, we talked about this one time, the way that you would want to see a Reggie Bush-type player be used. Flex him out, put him in, in, in a, a pass-catching uh, position. He, makes, he creates chaos around the field because he can score from anywhere. So other people were getting open just because he was on the field. But am I going to ha- turn around and hand the ball to Chris Smith on, Chris Smith on third and seven? No, I'm not. That's not him. We got the other two backs, Washington and Williams, who have both proven to be very capable backs. And, and Jerry Cabote, he honestly looked probably the best he's ever looked in a Cajun uniform in the first half. Now, unfortunately, it sounds like he got hurt. But I don't think that we're using the backs properly. Again, coach from the couch, I understand that. Cabote looks like the type to be able to get you the tough yardage, but... He hasn't. He didn't. He hasn't had a lot of reps in that position. Uh, sorry, guys. I muted Twitter. Sorry about that. But he doesn't seem like the type of guy that has been um, in that position very often. He doesn't look like a a three yard in a pile, a cloud of dust type of guy. So I don't know. I, you know who, who's the answer to me? It's Williams. I said that last week. What What did you learn about your football team? Williams. Williams. 
Give him the football. Is he is he is he fumble prone? Does he not listen? Does he not know the playbook? I don't understand. I, I don't understand that. But here, Josh, when you when you have a possession differential of 41 minutes for Rice to 17 minutes for UL, it is amazing that we only lost 33 to 21. Absolutely. Yes. You cannot expect the defense to hold on for 41 minutes of a ball game. That is insane and unacceptable. So we got to do something offensively. And I'm not saying you have to score every possession, but damn, get a first down. When did we get a first down in the first half? And, and, and with like two minutes, like it felt like it was forever till we even got a first down. So, I'm again. I'm not concerned with the defense. I know we got some players and we got no. some dudes. We. I, I, I'm not but, concerned with the defense, Nick. I, we, and I don't want people to think that that's what I'm trying to say. No, but when you can't even get a first down, like that, you're setting up, you're setting up your defense for failure. You're setting it, up everybody for failure. You got to be able to control the clock. We had 17 minutes of possession. You, do you have the stat? Did the box score clear yet? You had 17 minutes of possession. The entire football game. Nobody's winning like that. It's, again, like you said, it's amazing that you're competitive having the football 17 minutes. That's a, that's, that's a quarter of the freaking game. I see Jerry just sitting back there shaking his head. There's not much to say, is there, Jerry? There's not much more to say, man. I think we've vented enough. Um, it just, I don't know what else to say. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. We've said enough, you know. Next week we'll be telling. I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree. And we said that week, right? We said that last week. I said that. I was like, against Rice, we're going to know who we are. Well, (laughs) if that's who we are, it's going to be a long season. 27 first downs for Rice to nine for us. 27 to nine. And I want to say four of those, three or four of those were on one drive. Yeah. And aided by penalties, by the way. And aided by penalties. Yeah, the the 15-yarder. Nine first downs for an entire game, bro. (laughs) If that's who we are, we're in trouble. We got 12 quarters to judge ourselves on, and I would argue nine of those are not very good. Well, well, last week we... (laughs) We thought we turned around, right? We thought that second half, okay, that's who we are. I think we were all optimistic, like, okay, we turned it around. Like, we look like crap against Southeastern, who got blown out by FAU of all teams. Then we look like crap first half of, of Eastern Michigan. We were like, okay, well, second half, that's who we are, all right? And I said it. We can blow anybody out on the schedule if we play like we did in the second half. And 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 I said we'll know a lot more next week, and if that's it, then here we are. We're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to come to terms with that. I'm hoping that's not the case, but I'm not feeling I'm not feeling great. And what's ironic about Eastern Michigan is I just checked their score. They're in the second quarter in Tempe, Arizona. They're leading Arizona State in the second quarter, twenty-four to fourteen. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then Rice is a top twenty-five football team then. Well, I, I just Rice was so much more disciplined in their offensive game plan. They stuck with what was working. They did not go away from that. Clear the zone and just roll out the tight end, roll out the running back. I, 
I, I don't know what to say, man. Maybe it was a, a matchup that we didn't see coming. I don't know. How could you not see it coming? You had a whole week to prepare for it. You had two weeks of tape. You knew who they were. I mean, okay, maybe you didn't see the guy sticking three fingers up your butt. But like you knew, everything outside of that, what they were bringing. We said it last week. We knew who they were. And you said it, Josh. If we don't execute, we're going to lose. And, guess and we what? haven't. We haven't. We haven't executed this year. I mean, that, that has been our biggest problem. Yeah, you know, against Eastern Michigan, we had such mismatches on the outside. You could throw it up to Jefferson. It's wide open. You could throw it to Johnny. You could throw it to Neil. You could throw it to Pierce. They were open. It, the mismatches were just there for us. I, it, they weren't as glaring tonight, and we didn't give them the football. We let one wide receiver beat us. That's it. Without McCaffrey, they have nothing against us. Beat us Literally. in a zone with six DBs almost all night long. That's even more terrifying. Yep. And, and that we, was with the defense that created havoc in the first quarter, in the first half. <laughs> got to pick six out of it. Six. You know, you take away the pick six again, dude. It's an ugly finish. It's ugly. Aaron Miller. Re- uh, remember last season under Napier, we had one drive that was eight minutes long. I think we had a couple that were nine minutes long, actually. 17 minutes for one half is questionable, never mind for an entire game. That's what I'm saying. 17 minutes is a little over one quarter of a game. Imagine imagine a team on offense for three quarters of a football game. They're probably not going to lose. Jerry's just dejected. <sighs> I think we all, all are, man. I'm... Uh... I'm tired. <laughs> that was that was exhausting. Like I'm just thinking. I I actually drove from IH to the stadium to drive 30 miles to my house to watch that. And that stadium <laughs> looked dead, man. Well, if it, if it weren't for our guys, and by the way, by the way, on top of that, we got totally that halftime show I told you about that I wasn't there for because I oh yeah, it. I was waiting for this. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, their little three-piece band went on the field. Um, it was cute, I'm sure. It was adorable because before the game, they played, uh, you know, deep in the heart of Texas, which every body in Texas plays whatever. So the little <laughs> in their band show up and they play something, and the guy's like, oh, look at the beautiful butterflies on the field. Oh, and we're playing – UL tonight, but we don't know what to call them because they don't even know what to call themselves. Blah, blah, blah. So they were talking all kind of crap. And and I'm like, all right, well, we're going to come and we're going to shove it up in their ass in the second half. <laughs> Guess <But> not. <laughs> the idea that Rice would talk shit to anybody is kind of <laughs> shocking in and of itself. And not even just Rice, the band guy. So, like, you're not even talking about, like, you're talking about the band guy from Rice who has, like, 12 members. Yeah. I'm going to talk a crap at halftime. Okay, dude. Like, you're cool. I kind of respect it, though. Band yeah. out there talking shit. No, I know. I mean, Austin, Austin yeah. go ahead and take it. I see you uh, I see you back there. No, I mean, the, the, the band that was out there in the with the vests and the fedoras, I mean, I don't know if that was part of their throwback look, but either way, not a not a good look. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up, back. They wear, they wear fedoras? Yes. That's what it looked like on the TV. They had vests and fedoras on. The whole band. It was like a middle school dance. Jerry, it was so weird. Like, you don't even understand. I can't even explain it. It was weird. <laughs> you should have just gotten, like, two guys with navy blue shirts and a boom box at that point, if that was your trade-off. 
Nick Deal said, even the even the rice band guy torched us tonight. And <laughs> I thought it couldn't get any worse. Three fingers up the butt and the and the band guy giving us crap. So we, got, so we got the shocker. We got the band guy making fun of us, and we got smoked on freaking TV in an empty stadium. Jesus. Is this you know Baldwin? We're back to Baldwin Ball hey, now? Rice comes back here in a couple years. I mean, I- I'm making a sign with a shocker on it. <laughs> Oh man. Uh yeah, that that that's that's insane. So the guy you talking about the guy on the PA said that about our name? No, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, first of all, that's classless, okay? And it's funny, but that's kind of classless. But yeah, then we're talking about one of their dudes sticking fingers up our guy's butt. Like, yeah, classless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we shocked? In in his defense, there was literally nobody in the stadium. So <laughs> nobody heard. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. Um <laughs> these comments are hilarious i can't even pay attention i was getting delirious close to midnight but i just i'm trying to visualize like a marching band wearing fedoras and vests talking smack and and not even marching in unison i'm just trying to visualize Harry, just that think, just think a middle school band playing the stars at night are big and bright and that's literally their pregame right like 12 kids on the field with with horns doing that and then they came out of the halftime to talk crap and beat us so if that doesn't make it bad that just makes it like 30 times worse so i i challenge if 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 a uh, coach Matt Deggs ever listens to to us or listens to these is li- somehow magically uh, listens to this post game one day before baseball season, uh, hang thirty of them, hang thirty runs on them next year. They suck. They're terrible. Thirty, I, hang thirty on them. Their baseball program's in the tank, dude. It it's been bad. So I went to the game uh, the last time we played them, the COVID year, I think it was. Oh my gosh, it's a morgue, bad. <sighs> and they and they're they're very bad. We'll, we'll make it up to them, and uh, I would say make it up to them in softball, but I don't even know if they have a softball team. Um, Who knows? Who cares? Honestly, no. uh, we'll, we'll get them in baseball, but they they do have to take a return, make a return trip to to Lafayette for uh for football in a few years. So uh, we'll, we'll well that makes me feel a hell of a lot better about tonight. I guess <laughs> <laughs> we get Sorry. another shot at him, Nick. Come on, man. My sarcasm's coming out. I'm sorry. No, but, it's fine. You watch a performance like that, it drives you to drink. So, and then you had to drive to see that. So I get it. I mean, I well, get it, man. That's why I'm slurring now because I couldn't drink because I had to drive. So, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. We gotta, we gotta add this right here. No, it's <laughs> these comments are spectacular. Yes, they did. They had a spider. Thank you, and a dinosaur. That's what I missed about this. <laughs> Andy said, and they still should talk to us. <laughs> Respect, I guess, because it was just it was just weak. It was fucking whole hand up our players' butts. All that uh, the rice shockers. Um. Wow. Well, I guess we'll start tapering it off here. Uh, if anybody has comments they'd like to make, please request. We're here for however long you guys want to be here, but if we want to start heading towards the exits, uh, I, I totally understand. I know we're laughing now, but I was pissed off for a good four hours there. And you know what's crazy? I know we had we played a, a bad game tonight. Did you like as we were on the top of Mount Everest last week as a conference? Have you seen some of the conference, some of the scores from our uh, from oh. our brethren in the conference today? today in the league a was complete one rough. 
complete 180. Rough. I mean, you've got Marshall that went to Notre Dame last week, knocked them off, number eight team in the country. They go to 0-3 Bowling Green today and lose in overtime. Then you have Georgia State that takes North Carolina to the wire. They lose to 0-3 Charlotte today. Uh, Texas State being Texas State, they got spanked by Baylor. I mean, ULM lost the game the second they got. They arrived in Tuscaloosa. We all knew that. Um, Southern Miss took care of business against Northwestern State. Uh, COVID Carolina had to go toe to toe with Buffalo, who lost to uh, FCS school a few weeks ago. Then you got screen pass away from getting beat by that school. Yeah, then then you've got Old DU and uh, South Al losing on last second field goals to P five teams. Um, yeah, just not our week. I mean, and then right. I mean, you got I, a conference that's not used to beating teams like that. You got to learn how to sustain success. I mean, it's part it, of the man. deal. Yep. Yeah, maintain it. You can't be losing to 0-3 max schools. You can't be losing to 0-3, you know, Conference USA teams that got lost by double digits to William and Mary in the first week. You can't can't do those kind of things. And <laughs> when you go to Rice of all teams, you can't lose to Rice. Yeah, nice. yeah we got to be real careful tonight. We got to be real careful. Can't Ron, lose to Rice. Ron, we see you there. Go ahead and take it, Ron. Hey, man, I, I just want to let you guys know you guys are still the class of the Sunbelt West Division. Uh, Southern Miss took care of things against Northwestern. Uh, it was nice, and I hope we can go into New Orleans next week and take care of New Orleans, I mean, uh, Tulane. But, yes, I also want to talk to y'all guys about the conference. Man, we did do a complete 180. We went 0-3 against the Conference USA today, 1-1 against the MAG. It was an 0-1 against the American. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a pretty tough day for us. But you know, Ron, in all those games we had a chance to win, minus Texas State and ULM, who never and show up to anything. So I, that's not a surprise. But Even if it's like a, another G5 conference team. Yeah, no, they're never going to win anything. But look, I, look, South Alabama was a stupid coaching call away from winning that game. I don't know what the hell Womack was thinking. I was retarded. Uh, Arkansas State was competitive the entire game. I think they took the lead late in the fourth, had an opportunity to win that game. Uh, look at what Troy and App State did. That was a heavyweight battle and – my God, what a finish. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there are multiple teams. Like, you guys went on the road and beat the hell out of a, a team you should beat. So, that's a nice win. I mean, regardless of who you play, if you go out and do your business and handle your business, I mean, that's something that, you know, the, this league has to learn how to continue to win big games like that. So, uh, it's all part of the process. The Sun Belt still to me, and I'll continue to say it, three years in a row we've, be, we've had a great out-of-conference uh, season winning-wise, and I still think that we – we in the AAC, you can legitimately make a, a, an argument that the Sun Belt is either on par or maybe even a step above. I mean, you got two top 10 teams knocked off this year. You got another blue blood. You've got, uh, there's plenty of evidence for the Sun Belt being the best G5 league in the country right now. Because the AAC ain't doing a whole lot. Their, their representative, Houston, just got beat by, uh, who, who did they lose to tonight, Jerry? Kansas. Oh, Kansas. yeah, Kansas. A bottom dweller in the, uh, yeah. if you want to call them the P5, whatever, bottom dweller. They got smoked. So the AAC is not once what, what it once was. Uh, keep that in mind. But this league is on the way up. The arrow is pointing up. Uh, I think this is our first year, at, you know, together. ODU, poor ODU. I mean, I, they just don't have the offense to compete right now, but every everything else is in place for them. Their defense is playing great. Their special teams has helped them out a lot. If they could just be consistent on offense, I, they would be a, a force. Look at what JMU's doing. You know, JMU's not in the middle of their schedule yet, but they have some firepower. I mean, I'd be scared to play them, to be honest with you. So 
The league yeah. is on the way up, and today was a setback. There's no question about it. But you want to talk about a silver lining and being positive. Look, I don't know if you guys watched game day in Boone. What a spectacle. That that You want to talk about a commercial for the Sun Belt. That was incredible. They put on a show. They probably did it better than any of us could have done. So hats off to Boone, the Boone goons. They did. That was unbelievable. I, I thought it was riveting television. And I, look, I'm not an App State fan. I've been to Boone three Three, three times, uh, but they they just took the moment and they they grasped it and they took care of business when when game day rolled through. So kudos to them. But but it kind of put the rest of the fan bases in this league on notice. Like we got to step it up. Every fan base in this league has got to step it up because App State is clearly the class as far as this fan base goes. App State is clearly the class of this of this league. So that's a silver lining, a silver lining to me. But you're right, we did take a step back as a league today. But you know what? Look, to compliment compliment game day, I mean, what a great three-hour advertisement for our conference that we had this morning in Boone. That was fantastic. I mean, the, the segments, the, the recognition of all our teams, the recognition of the early successes. Yesterday was a step back, but you're going to get hiccups every once in a while. Um, you know, Southern Miss, for example, has a history. They'll be back because they, they in the past, they know what it's like to win. Um, so, look, this conference is going to get more competitive. Arkansas State, look, Butch, Butch Jones, he's bringing Arkansas State back to where they've been before. So it's it's going to be very competitive moving forward. Um, that's what makes me a little more nervous because what I saw tonight, you know, I hope, you know, we shouldn't be taking a step back. We should be maintaining our level of success. But, you know, the better the conference, the better the teams, I mean, that gives us a chance to go to go up. And so, um, yeah, I mean, look, today to have – to have ESPN game day take three hours to talk about the what what this conference has turned into was spectacular. It was spect- it was awesome. It was you can't you can't put a price tag on that type of advertisement for this conference. Well, the Sunbelt segment that was right in the middle of game day, I don't know, probably about 10, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock ish. Yeah, man, good. what a hell what a hell of a segment. It that showed was- everybody, it showed us, it showed everybody that's had success in the league. Uh, there was a there's a Sunbelt Conference uh, billboard in Lafayette. I saw on the way home from somewhere. We were at Monkus Park, so it's on Johnson Street. Times Square. Times Square. Yeah. No. I mean, look. Somebody did something right in that league office. We're getting out. We're selling the brand. Keith Gill was on game, on game day. He's been out selling the brand. Uh, advertisement has gone way up. I think our multimedia in the Sunbelt League offices has gone way up. We're doing some stuff right. We're getting it right. And then we're winning on the field, too. When you put it all together, it, it can be pretty powerful. I mean, you saw the AAC do it. We're doing it right now. We're on the way up. So, Josh, I'm going to I'm gonna um, maybe backtrack on some comments I made earlier. Well, not backtrack, but give some perspective. I think we all said we need to be more disciplined, and, and we were disappointed by the penalties, and I kind of made fun of the whole three fingers of the butt thing because that literally happened – on camera, like <laughs> one of their players actually. For the whole nation to see. But um, one of our players who's not typically a vocal player tweeted out um, earlier tonight, not that long ago, that he was called a monkey and coon on the field. And um, when talking to the refs, they they just told him, we'll just shake it off, move on. So, whoa, whoa, that's uh, that's uh, that's important. In that case, that- he said by that finger guy specifically. Who's yeah. the finger guy? 
So that is number, uh, I think, 52 on Rice. So let's let's go back and look at this. Uh, it looks like 52, maybe? Yeah, 52 of Rice. What's his name? Him a coon and a monkey on the field. Right. Twitter. Twitter. That. Twitter needs to do its thing right now. Let's let's get a hold of this 52. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we can figure that out real quick. Oh, well, hell yeah, we're going to figure it out. So let me get this straight. We've, we've gotten... The, the, the band has gone on the PA and trash talked us about our identity. You've got the player basically assaulting one of our players. And then now we're finding out that he's calling our players racial slurs. Yeah. Am I, am I hearing that correctly? You well, hold on a second. He went to the ref and the ref said, get over it. Get over it. All right. And the well, ref said, get over yeah. it after being called a racial slur. Again, a conference USA officiating crew, just like last week it was Mac. And you saw how that turned out. Was this a conference USA officiating crew? Right. It was a conference USA crew. Of course it was. They they smoked us all night long. And again, we're talking about a player who does it, who keeps his head down and just does his job. And for him to tweet that out, that's something, man. Nick, can you retweet that on the uh, on the pod account? We'll do that right now. Yeah, let's do it. It was fifty two on offense, right? Correct. Uh, Braden Nutter. Braden Nutter. Well, we're coming for you, buddy. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. That's something, man. You know, well, that's another layer of pissing off. I'm not a big like trash the other team when you get your butt kicked, but no, that not at all. On that, that in itself needs to be looked into because that's well, I'm reading aside from what anything about the game that that's just unacceptable. I'm look, man, let me tell you something. Look, Chris Moncrief is one of the best guys on the football team. I know that for a fact. That's what I'm saying. Like, he wouldn't just make the shit up. Wow. Yeah, and that needs to be blasted. It will be. Jerry, we still have uh, Keith Gill's phone number from the from the interview. We need to send it to his phone number. I'm going to send it to his phone number. I still have it. Wow. Well. That puts a cherry on top of things tonight, doesn't it? Wow. Well, you know, look, it, it's a it's a unfortunate, it's an unfortunate performance. It sucks to lose. It sucks for the the uh, the win streak to come to an end. But that right there, ah, hell no, that ain't gonna stand. Absolutely not. Chris Moncrief is one of the best dudes on that team. I know that for a fact. And if he's complaining, it happened. I'm, he ain't the type to make up something. But, uh, all right, everybody in here, you have our word. We're going to work on that, and we'll find something. If anybody could get word to Chris, tell him that uh, we appreciate him and we support him, and if he doesn't mind, we're going to go to bat for him. Anyway, if anybody else has a comment, please request to speak. If not, we're going to let you guys get out of here. That threw me off, man. <laughs> yeah, that really, that really messed me up, not going to lie. Well, yeah, I'm on a whole different, like, yeah. wow. Who does that? There's being pissed off when you watch a bad performance, and then there's that. Well, I guess I'll be up for a little bit longer. <laughs> Same. <laughs>